I'm Savannah McCaskill, and you're watching 110 Football. Megan, it feels really good to get back in the wing column, just as it feels really good to have you back with us, Amanda. Thank you so much. I am really excited to break down Angel City's thrilling 3-2 come from behind win with you, Nina, and Jess. And we'll also get to speak to the game-winning goal scorer, Savannah McCaskill, as well, live in just a few minutes. I can't wait, but it wasn't all roses as Kristen Press left the game with a knee injury. We'll talk about what that could mean going forward. Indeed, plenty to discuss on another edition of Angels Wear Boots. Welcome into another episode of Angels Wear Boots. I'm Megan Reyes, and we are so happy you're joining us. If you haven't heard yet, Kristen Press confirmed on Twitter that she has torn her ACL. We here at 110 Football are obviously devastated from this news, but we know Angel City is strong and will come together to battle as one team for the rest of the season. We will dive into this news a little bit later in the show, but first I need to introduce the panel today. To my left is Jessica Black. Hello, how are we? I'm good. Um, All things considered. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it. I'm feeling good because we're going to also talk about Angel City's win, but that news right as we're about to go live, uh, yeah, it's it's devastating. So, yeah, we'll talk about it, I'm sure. We'll get to it here in a bit. And then we have Nina Kiefer over here. Hi, Nina. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me again. Good to see you. And last but certainly not least, we have Amanda Philemon. How are we? Uh, I'm thrilled to be back. Uh, I know we had some sad news off the top, but we definitely have some good things to talk about here coming up. And also, I'm holding down Seth's money chair today, so that means the energy is going to come from that this side. You have so. to dance, yeah. bring out like, a surprise shirt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I may have to get you to dance with me. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> All right. So as you guys know, we love to hear what you all have to say in the chat, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever it is. We want you to put your comments up there, send them to us so that we can talk about it, answer it, and hey, maybe you might change our mind. Yeah, guys, and make sure you subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss out on any new shows. We have tons of shows here at 110 Football, so click subscribe. It's free. You know, who doesn't like something for free? Just <laughs> click the button, and um, yeah, let's do this. Okay, well... The press injury news is a gut punch, but we have to remember that this team rallied around her and came back to get their first win in four matches at Louisville on Saturday. Let's dive into how Angel City did it in hashtag trending. And what better way to talk about, to talk about that than with former Racing Louisville and current Angel City player, Savannah McCaskill, who is joining us today. Hello, Savannah. Hey guys, how are y'all? Hello. Good, how are you? <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on. Super excited. Thank yeah, you. For go ahead. Oh, well, thank you for joining us. So last yeah. week we had Tyler Lucy on and we asked her about visiting her old stomping grounds in Portland. So I'm going to jump right in it with you. What was it like for you to return to Louisville? Yeah, um, it was great. I mean, obviously we get, came away with the three points, which is what we wanted to do. But, um, you know, that fan base and those supporters uh, really was behind me last year. And it was nice to get back in front of them. And it was nothing but love from the supporters. Um, after the game, I got to sign some autographs and chat with them. And, you know, that's always pretty special to be back in front of fans that supported you. Um, so overall, it was a really good experience. What a fun time. 
I have to say, my husband's in the chat currently, and he just said, I love Savannah McCaffrey. <laughs> I have to hear about it every game. So he's probably your biggest fan. So uh, me too as well. So it's all good. But uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about was scoring twice, and you technically had two game-winning goals. Now, I'm going to go back a little bit. I know back in 2016, you actually were – second in the Division I and first in the SEC for having 10 game-winning goals. So this is not unfamiliar territory for you to be in this position. So talk to us about the fact that you had kind of two game-winning goals in this, going up first and then having to come back with the penalty kick and also win the game with that. Walk us through how that feels and how do you find yourself always in these positions to have the game winners at your feet? <laughs> Um, I mean, obviously, it was really special to be able to put that penalty away and um, give us the three points right at the end. Um, Simone did a great job to win the penalty and, you know, give us that opportunity. So it was really important for us to come away with those three points, and it was a really good team effort. Um, you know, I think it's just kind of continuing to working, working throughout the game. I mean, Kristen gave me a great ball to, for me to score the second goal, and then, you know, obviously, Simone did a great job um, to allow me to step up and take the penalty. So just you know, keep grinding and keep working throughout 90 minutes and hoping that a ball is going to fall your way and right at the right place at the right time and you'll be able to put it in the back of the net. Yeah, you seem to have a knack for scoring against your former teams, uh, Chicago being one of them and, of course, Louisville being the other. So uh, I hope we hang on to you for a little longer because I, I don't want to be on the receiving end of those kind of <laughs> goals. So uh, great job. Congratulations on that. Uh, you're such a fun player to watch, and I know we're going to be having this conversation for a long time to come. Thank you. Yeah. Savannah, after the dash game, uh, Freya talked about how the team needed to establish their identity in the attacking third and really understand all of their roles. We saw uh, a few changes uh, coming into the next game. So playing for the counter seemed to work more. But can you give us some more insight into the adjustments that were made? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously it was the third game in a week, um, which, you know, is going to have some sort of changes, um, both tactically and personnel-wise. Personnel so. You know, we brought Miri in off the, beat, off the bench, and um, she came in and did a great job for us, was able to press and was able to, you know, put in a, full, um, a good solid shift. And um, we knew we wanted to get at Racing Louisville's back line um, and really, you know, exploit their back line and try to, you know, get in behind it, them early. And um, we had moments where we did, and we did brilliantly on Kristen's goal, um, and that's what we wanted to do, so... You know, just making those little minor adjustments against, you know, a different opponent that we haven't faced yet, um, I think, you know, worked out for us. You guys went very direct at Louisville. Can you talk to us a little bit more about the tactical approaches and things like that? What's your role within that? Yeah, just by watching them, um, we knew that they tried to play a high line. So we knew that we wanted to, you know, try to play over them from the start um, and either get in right away or make them drop off to where, I had more space in front of their back line to then drive their back line, slip balls in. So it was kind of, you know, varying up our attack, whether we went direct right away or whether if they dropped off, we could play feet into the midfield and kind of switch it up from there. But, um, you know, it's just varying that attack so that different spaces open up in the game. All right, so I guess my question is a little bit on the heavier side. Uh, losing Kristen Press is obviously huge for the team. I don't have to tell you that. 
Um, she's one of the, I'm sure, one of the leaders, but also a big goal-scoring presence in this side. And against Louisville, you know, you guys came together and still persevered despite her going off of the pitch during that game. You guys found a way, and you were a big part of that with your with your two goals. What is your role now in the team? Does it change? Do you feel um, like you want to step up, or do you have a different, like a mentality shift now that there's such a big um, piece of the team missing with Kristen Prescott. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, that's the worst news that we could have gotten about Kristen. Um, we were hoping for the best, you know, hoping for a clean scan, and it was just going to be a scare. But obviously, you know, with her tearing her ACL, she's going to miss the remainder of the, of the season. And um, it's definitely a big loss. I mean, she's a big personality both on and off the field. And you know, she brings experience, she brings talent, she brings work ethic, you know, she kind of brings, checks all those boxes. So, you know, we're going to have to step up as a team. It can't just be one or two people that step up and, you know, try to fill that void, which is a very hard void to fill. But, you know, we're going to have to rally around together as a team and really step up and, you know, continue to try to get three points and continue to try to win. And, at the end of the day, you know, we still have over half of a season left and we want to win and we want to win games and we want to put ourselves in the playoffs. So as a team, we're going to have to really step up and, you know, look at each other and be like, we can do this um, and just, you know, continue to fight and continue to get better. And I think, you know, we showed that against Louisville. That's that was a huge team performance to be able to, you know, really grind out those points. We weren't playing the best soccer. Things weren't really going our way, but, you know, going down a goal early having Kristen score um to answer back before halftime and then going up a goal tying again and then being able to find a way to go ahead again that shows a lot of team effort and team heart and who we really want to be as a club and I think that's really important for us to continue improving on and continue to show throughout the rest of the season to put us in the best position to you know ultimately make playoffs and you know go as far as we want to go and continue to win games. Yeah, the game against Louisville was, I guess, a good practice run and what it's going to be like without Kristen. And you guys have, you guys show that you can step up and still win games. And there's so much talent in the side. Brian Chua has kind of a little question for you. Uh, is it safe to say that McCaskill is the glue to this <laughs> midfield core? But to be honest, we say this all the time here <laughs> at Amherst Booth. We're like, McCaskill, McCaskill. Do you feel that way, that you're kind of the core of that uh, midfield trio? Or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm going to do whatever I can to help us win. I mean, that's just kind of my mentality. And I want to, you know, show everyone, including, you know, the fans and the other teams that we play against that, you know, I can be a force offensively and defensively and really do whatever I can to help us win. And I think as a midfield group, like we complement each other really well. And having, you know, the majority of the time it's been Danny and Carrie behind me, having them being able to kind of be that defensive presence to then allow me to go press uh, allow me to um, attack and kind of be on the front foot at all times um, has really worked out for us so far. So just building those relationships, I think, has been really huge um, to allow me to be in the best position to thrive and, you know, for us as a team to get three points. Okay, Savannah, so I have a little bit more of a lighthearted question for you. Um, sources on social media say that you carry around a boot bag with you and we're we were told to ask if there's anything of value in there. <laughs> can, can we hear more about the boot bag? <laughs> I do carry a boot bag from the locker room to training, and I'm 
95% sure that Daniel Boyle are <laughs> because he, um, I can't every once in a while, will give um, me random gifts that are like just random things that he'll find off the side of the field or um, like an old practice plan that he finds in his pocket. So the front part of my boot bag is dedicated to these random surprises that Daniel finds and decides to give me every once in a while. That's hilarious. What is the weirdest thing that you found in there? Um, I have a, I have a couple rocks. <laughs> um, rock. A strap that like goes and connects a net to like the posts. Um, <laughs> I think those are probably the two just random objects. Yeah. That is so I'll say I have a six-year-old cousin. He's given me rocks before, so I know that that's really important and valuable. So I would just say, not to give away who put this Ooh, tip in, yes. but um, make sure you take care of those rocks. They could be important. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of rocks, I know that you like to go hiking. Uh, I know that you have hiked part of the Appalachian Trail, which is so impressive. I know I've had lots of friends that have done partial or even the full thing. It's incredibly difficult. So kudos to you for doing that. Um, my question is, who in the locker room would you most likely go hike with? And who's least likely to go on a hike with you? <laughs> um, most likely would probably be Danny Weatherholt. Uh, we actually have talked about trying to find a couple of days and go do some hikes or backpack or stuff like that. Because um, she also likes to do that kind of stuff, which is fun. So I hope that we can find a couple of days to do that. Um, least likely, there's a lot of front runner runners, honestly. Um, I mean, <laughs> you got to tell us yeah, who. who is it? Uh, for sure, Sarah Gordon. <laughs> I don't think I could pay her. There's not enough money in the world, I think, I could get for her to go sleep in a tent and backpack. <laughs> She's going to be on the show next week, so we may have to try to get that, uh, see if we can get her to go camping. I would love to see someone oh film that. When she comes in, we just have like a lantern and a little camping set in front of her. We'll, we'll have a nice little sleeping bag and some insect repellent for her and be like, hey, we've got a trip for you. Just go. I think that would be amazing. So is there any, is there anybody else that uh, would be least likely or is it basically Sarah Gordon? Um, no, I mean, the list can probably go on. I'm pretty sure... Probably like Hope wouldn't go. Um, I mean, there's several more. Well, I could tell you one person that would go, and that would be me. So if you're ever going on a hiking, I'll go. I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> I I would love to go hiking. I, wow. I, I spent 15 so years shady. in the military. You know I love camping. So. I've been trying to get you to go camping with me for years. You started something Whatever. now. <laughs> Anyways, doesn't matter. Would love to do that. Um, you know, we got a question in the chat now from Brian. He's asking, what were your true feelings uh, playing in back-to-back -back years with expansion teams? Oof, true feelings. Um, it definitely has its challenges. Um, I will say that. I mean, obviously you're coming into an environment that's brand new. Um, everything's being, you know, laid out and rolled out for the first time, whether it's facilities, locker room, you know, you're moving to a new city. Um, you have a brand new group of players that you've never played with before that are, you're trying to create an identity. Um, so it definitely has its challenges, but it's also kind of exciting because you get to be a part of a culture and building a culture and building what a club what the club's going to be ultimately. I mean, that first year is so important, I think, to really set a foundation of 
fundamentals of what you want this club to be. And I think that's something that's really special that you don't get to experience a lot by going to a club that's already established because they already have their ways. They already have, you know, who they are as a club, but being able to get in from the ground floor basically is pretty cool and pretty special. Awesome. Well, we're certainly happy you're part of our ground floor for sure. Yeah. We're very lucky to have you here and you've been so much fun to talk to Savannah. Thank you so much for joining us here on Angels Wear Boots. Yeah, thanks for having me guys. Thank you. So I actually am not mad at the Sarah comment because I probably wouldn't go camping either. <laughs> no, Jess? Especially not today. Especially not today. No. Jess, would you go? Yeah, it's like we did like probably. a 110 camping. Yeah, I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> I have an 18 person tent that has been sitting in my garage or my parents' garage for years now because I can't find anyone to go camping with me. You know what well, it is? It's glamping. That's I'll glamp. Sarah will glamp. I mean, my version of camping is kind of glamping. I'm very, like, I need a flush toilet. Yeah, would you, like, <laughs> I will glamp, but would you, like, fish? Like, we had to go hunt our food. Would you, like, cut gut? No. Oh, my God. I'm afraid of fish hooks. Okay. I have literally done all of this stuff, you guys. Like, come on. Okay. Well, I've baited my own hook. I have actually gutted my own fish. I, I don't say, I, I don't enjoy it. I don't want to go do it, but I certainly <laughs> could live in the wild. Your husband says to. you won't camp. <laughs> all right well we're gonna move on here so on a more serious note it's time to talk about it i mentioned it at the top of the show kristen press confirmed that she tore her acl in the second half on saturday at louisville before she went off she was on fire amanda with a goal and assist now that we've had some time to digest the news how do you feel angel city will carry on both now and in the long term I mean, it's a huge, huge loss, and we know that. We've just talked to Savannah about that. I mean, they definitely are going to feel it. Um, but I also think that we saw, like you said, a little bit of what they're going to have to deal with. That last 30 minutes of that game in Louisville when we saw them all kind of come together and rally, and, and maybe they did it for press at the end of the day for her. And we know they have it in them. We know that they're able to come together and that someone is going to step up. And I think it's going to be exciting to see who it is going to be. Is it going to be McCaskill? Is it going to be, you know, June Endo? Who is going to take that role on? And I don't know. I'm excited to see how this goes. Um, I don't think all is lost. I think uh, they're a great team that are constantly evolving and we're going to see them keep doing that into something new now. Mm -hmm. This injury definitely gives some of the younger players who haven't had the opportunity to play as much, you know, that really time to like get on the forefront, to have their moments to shine. And, you know, I'm just hoping they can still have that mentorship from press because I don't want to lose her in the locker room. Yeah, I guess for me, it, it feels, I feel, I want to know what Freya Coombe has, is thinking because off of the back of, you know, the game against Louisville, it felt like we had just found the right combination of Kristen through the middle and um, Endo just playing right off, off of her. And that was the most dynamic and the most dangerous that we looked, especially on the counterattack. And then now it's kind of ripped apart again and we have to figure out something else. So I do wonder what Freya's thinking and how she'll maneuver around such a big um, injury in the squad. But like you guys have already said, there's tons of talent in this team and they've maneuvered several different times through different types of formations and tactics. So it's there. It's just, wow, like I just, this, it couldn't have been a like a worse timing, I think, because we were just kind of, we just had, we just cracked it. I felt like we just cracked the code. I definitely yeah. agree. I think the combination, even with McCaskill, they were finally yeah. starting to truly connect. And now to have that happen, you know, this wasn't even a conversation I thought we would be having. I definitely thought, 
you know, it was always going to be Kristen Press up top and now this kind of changes it and it's not just a short term fix that we need. We're looking at potentially through the end of the season. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, an ACL injury, you know, that requires repair. I mean, that that's usually a year long injury. I mean, unless you're you're on it. I mean, we just saw Nadia Nadim who came into the game. Uh, she was a little over 250 days out from her ACL MCL meniscus surgery. So this is something that, yeah, we're definitely looking at. I mean, the rest of the season. I, I don't think that's even a question at the end of this. So I have two questions for both of you actually and for the whole um, panel to chime in on, but you mentioned it's time to see people step up. Who would, who do you think, or who would you want to see step up? Oh, it's a good question. I mean, I, I love June Endo. I love seeing what she's doing up there. And I think she does have what it takes to step into that role. I think we've seen her in similar roles all season. And so for them to say now that's your role, I mean, maybe making it more defined for her will make it even better and more dynamic for her. Yeah, give her an opportunity to really embrace that. Uh, Jay Anthony 21 says Charlie has been looking better and better each week. And I definitely agree with that. She's showing some grit and perseverance and I'd like to see her get some more time up top. Well, I mean, she's she's probably the closest to Kristen Press that you can get playing off of the counterattack. So if you're looking for somebody for Junando to keep playing a, off of, it's probably going to be Simone Charlie in terms of who's going to be playing the number nine, which for me is the most important question that needs to be answered before the game against Oral Reign is who is going to step into that central position. How do we keep that continuity? How do we keep that, that little bit of... Um, how do we keep that, what we had against Louisville and continue it even without Kristen Press? Mm -hmm. So I think it is, is, is Simone Charlie, but she's, she's not an unknown. Like she's somebody that we have looked at that's been doing so much better as uh, Jay Anthony um, said, like she's really stepping into it. So yeah, it's gonna have to be Simone Charlie for me. And it's not just her, obviously it's the other players, but I think she can do it. So that was gonna be my second question um, for each of you is you mentioned like, what are those formations gonna be now? So yeah. who would you want in that front line? You said, you said Simone. Yeah, at it's got to be Simone Charlie, just stepping straight into the number nine. It's 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 unfortunate because then you lose that that um, her off the bench because her <laughs> she was kind of like a good finisher off the bench. Yeah. Like who that she's like the last person you want to come off of the bench. Like when you have tired legs. Oh yeah, you know? she's the last person <laughs> you have to play up against. So you lose that, but um, you also gain a very good number nine too mm -hmm. as well. So. Yeah, definitely. I did enjoy seeing Mary Taylor play against uh, Louisville. She got that starting nod. And I thought having that combination, having her and Charlie switching off was really great because like you said, Charlie's not someone you want to see mm -hmm. coming off the bench. She's someone who's going to stick with every play till the end. We've seen her literally fall on the goal line, get up and put that ball back into play immediately. It's one of those things that takes a lot and it really talks to her character on the pitch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that you guys say. It all makes sense. Um, again, I do like you said the fact that Simone Charlie comes off the bench and then I don't know who can keep up with her at that stage of the game if, if you're not subbing someone equally in with that kind of speed. So she obviously was a key player in that second part of that game. So, I mean, yeah, she would make a, a great number nine in there. But, you know, hey, I, I'm excited to see what happens. Again, I love watching Junendo, and I'd like to see what she can do as well. She she seems powerful enough up top that she could make some plays happen also. Well, we will find out Angel City's resilience this weekend when they go up to Seattle. But switching gears here at 110 Football, we like to give you a variety of content, and one of those pieces are our skills challenges. Vince won the trap challenge, Chris won the dizzy penalties challenge, and today is another. It's the three-bar challenge. Check it out.
welcome 110 family. We're going to be doing a skill challenge today. I have Chris Barrows here, influencer slash fan. As well as Lauren Sesselman, who's our pro. Today, our first challenge is going to be a three-pose challenge. We're going to hit the left, the right, and the crossbar. Whoever does it the fastest wins this challenge. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. Guys, Lauren thinks she's a pro, but I'm gonna prove her today that she's not. I am the pro. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. I played against him before and crushed him, so I'm not worried. Steve, go ahead, Jack. Oh! Yes! Oh, good one hit wonder, baby! Oh, was... <laughs> one hit wonder? What do you mean? That was incredible. Oh, okay. no! She was going for the places there. We need ball shakers. Come on. You gotta, good. You gotta getting get nervous. Yes. You're Come nervous on. now. Start sweating. Oh, oh, good job, you got this. Good job, you got this. She's getting nervous. I'm so That's nervous. Oh, my God. Josh, she's getting nervous. Oh, my God. You're doing awesome. I'm not going to make it. You're doing awesome, sweetie. Almost. Oh, my gosh, you guys. You got to let me Lauren, you better win this. You got this. I welcome the pressure. I'm not scared. No! Beginner's luck. Yep, 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 let's do it, yes, let's go, let's go. Oh, man, she hits this, I'm out. Yes, come on, come on. Plenty of time. You're not gonna make it, Lauren, Lauren, you're nervous, you're nervous, yes, she's getting nervous, I got her. I'm breaking her down mentally. Oh, you're not gonna break my record, it's too late. All right, guys, we had a little bit of controversy on that one. We're gonna have to do a final between Lauren and Chris. They're gonna both get five balls and who can ever hit the crossbar the most is gonna win this final. We all know who's gonna win, so what's the point of this final, huh? Okay. Lauren? <laughs> okay, see, I don't even need to talk. I'm just gonna show you how it's done. Last time. That's not the crossbar. That's not the crossbar. Hey, hey, Chris, Chris, over here. That's not the crossbar. Hey, Chris, 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 I'm coming behind the slide tackle. 
Alright, alright. Oh, wait, wait, go for it. Alright, let's see it, bro. Oh, it's okay. Let's it. go. You see how no one's cheering for me when I went? Yeah. Come on, Lauren, you got this. <laughs> oh, Come on, God, Lauren. So now close. she's getting nervous. So now close. she's getting nervous. No, oh, no, no, you didn't hit at all. She's miles away. No, no, last one. Pro, right? The pro. So much fun with this skills challenge. Chris, nice try. You gave it a you gave it a good old solid try. But our victor today was none other than Lawrence, our pro. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure that you guys are liking the video and subscribing to the channel. We hit a thousand subscribers not too long ago, and we want to keep that going. Also, in the comment section, let us know if you like this kind of content. If you do, let us know and we'll keep churning it out. Until next time. See you guys. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> One, I love Lauren's energy, first of all. Our pro has to win. And two, talk us through that. <laughs> talk you through what? I wish you guys could have seen her face the whole time we were watching. Oh my first of all, that was months ago, and so... I like forgot that there was evidence of me being really bad. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was it was a good day. It was a lot of fun. Obviously, like that was my first time working with Lauren. And I realized on that day that she's awesome. Like she's, <laughs> she has such good energy. And yeah. I'm glad that she won the challenge because Chris was arrogant. Like I'm going to yeah. tell that you, was Chris was arrogant was the whole love. time. And so, yeah, it was it was a fun oh. challenge and I wouldn't do it again. Like, you know, I wouldn't do it again. Don't call me. Call Megan, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Have you, have you seen her walk today? Yeah, yeah Megan, can you kick us over ball? No. Can you stand up for us, please? I can't do that. Come on. No. We're actually going to move on. Oh, Speaking of games. Are we all, are we doing this? Everyone stand. Um, come on. Hello. You can do it. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. We've got a few extra pillows today. Perfect, perfect. So, speaking of fun and games, we're going to move on. <laughs> We've played this game once before. This is the panel's chance to try and get in the heads of our favorite players. It's time for role play. So ladies, there is a face on a stick in front of you. You do not know who you're going to get, but you'll have to answer this question the best way you think your player would. So are you guys ready? Nervous. They really don't know who these players are, even though we can kind of guess. So this will be a surprise. Let's start across the table with you, Amanda. Who are you? All right. <laughs> we do it. Okay. Okay. So here's the question. What's your biggest takeaway from Saturday's win? I think my biggest takeaway from Saturday's win is that this team has a lot of grit, a lot of tenacity. They fell behind. Uh, they lost Kristen Press. They endured a lot of different yeah, I was situations. About to say we. Yeah, <laughs> We, sorry. You were there. Sorry, I. sorry, I was there. Sorry, I'm Jude. We, we encountered a lot of situations that could have mentally broke us, but at the end of the day, we were able to come together as a team and really put together, uh, you know, a lot of great opportunities that showed what we're really capable of. And I think that we're just gonna keep doing that and keep growing as a team. And this is, you know, just the beginning of what I think is gonna be a positive step forward for us as a team. Ooh, very Do you guys have nice. any questions for June? Yeah, I mean, June, you play a very tactical game. You know, what do you practice on the most? Are you practicing your dribbling? Are you pass it, practicing, you know, your uh, set pieces? What do you do the most? 
well, I'm not Kristen, so I don't practice dribbling. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually have to practice dribbling because I'm not her. And not, but no, what I practice most is just trying to pass the ball well and create opportunities and chances for those that are around me. And I also like to practice scoring goals too because who doesn't like to practice scoring goals because you know it's going to happen. I'm definitely due for one and it's going to happen soon. So just wait. I like okay. the confidence coming from June over there. <laughs> okay, thank you, June, for joining. So next one. Footballers are great at playing well. Oh, sorry. Hey. <laughs> oh. Who are you? Oh, sorry. I'm Simone Charlie. I got really excited. <laughs> I just started like dancing. I feel like she's got some energy. I have some energy, you know? Yeah, okay, so what is your biggest takeaway? Uh, my biggest takeaway from the game so I would say that as a team, we keep ourselves really grounded. We come together and, you know, when situations are tough, we definitely, you know, rally and we support each other a lot. And we try to make sure that we are always putting our best foot forward for everyone else. I try really hard to stay with some difficult challenges. And, you know, as a team, we just keep each other supported. I mean, yeah, personally, what did you take away from this for yourself? I mean, talk about that ball that you got from Le'Veon that, obviously led to the penalty that gave us the game-winning goal. Talk to us about that. That was amazing. Yeah, you know, I knew it was a great service, and I just had to stay with it. I had to give it everything I had, and fortunately, we were able to take away that penalty. You know, it took me a minute to, you know, shake that off a little bit, but I'm glad to see us get that game-winning goal. Yeah, Simone, so if there's one thing that you need to work on, you know, from now until the end of the season, what do you think that is? You know, I try really hard to bring my best to every game. I think I really just want to get that back of the net. I feel like it's coming. I feel like I'm going to be scoring a bunch of goals. You're going to call me the hat trick queen soon. Okay. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of confidence on this squad today. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right, your turn. I think we know who it is. Oh. Okay, so what's your biggest takeaway from Saturday? And who are you? <laughs> Am I Lebby Hahn? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. I, I just wanted to Kristen, make, I, I thought it was Kristen. Okay, so, yeah, so um, I'm Clarice, obviously, <laughs> and I just came from France. So, um, can you speak French? No. So, <laughs> I can't speak French. There you go. Wee oui, wee. Oui. All right, so I think that um, adapting to this league is different than the French league because this league is much more physical, much more fast paced. And so, you know, maybe in the first couple of games, you've seen some inconsistencies in my game. But what I did show in this past match against Louisville is that I have a good pass on me. I can definitely find those balls into the seams and behind to the likes of Simone Charlie and Kristen Press. And so what my super skill is, is my passing ability. And so I think I add a little bit of a different dimension to the midfield that already exists there for Angel City. So Clarice, with Kristen Press now out of the game, how is your role going to change with you in the midfield with Savannah McCaskill? And what kind of things are you guys going to do to kind of help us not feel that loss so much? Well, obviously, I think with Kristen, she's a goal scorer. So the midfield is going to have to chip in with goals. That's for sure. So taking more shots, taking more opportunities, getting into the box, um, making third man runs into the box is going to be important. 
But for the most part, my role won't really change. It'll be about finding new runners so that I can pass the ball into those seams in behind. And so the task, I think, for the coach will be not so much about how to maneuver the midfield, but to um, how are we going <laughs> to, who's going to be running in behind so that I can pass the ball to them. <laughs> Give Thanks it to me. Pass. Yeah, are you gonna so you're passing you. to, to these two? Can I have <laughs> one of those too, please? Thank you. Um, We're connecting really well. Yeah, I think I preferred um, to hang out with Simone. She's really like more my type of girl because she runs in behind and gets the ball and makes sure that she gets gets the penalties. I'm know? gonna run it out for you. I'm gonna make sure to be there for those plays. All right, I'll, not, yeah. we are in Hollywood. This is Hollywood. This I'll is just, acting. I'll just hit up McCaskill for for my uh, my passes. Yeah. Then fine. No more passes for you. <laughs> well, that was fun. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Okay, moving on. Footballers are great at playing well football, but surely they have interests and talents outside of the beautiful game. We asked Angel City players, "What is one non-football thing that no one knows about them?" I'm writing a cookbook right now, which is really exciting. Hopefully next year, I'm writing it right now with one of my best friends who I played with in Orlando. I would love to have a garden and raise animals one day. I don't think anybody knows here, but I used to like skate, like skateboard. I still do, but I'm pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I do like to dance. Not a lot of people know that. And I run a mentoring company. Growing up, my family had a bunch of animals and our house was nicknamed the zoo. So we had chinchillas, lizards, snakes, so I don't think anyone really knows that about me. Favorite animal from that group? It was probably my dog, but like, I love horses. So a lot of people know, but I hate movies. I can sit there and watch a Netflix show for hours, but you turn on a movie and you lost me. I have my own clothing line. It's called Jazz It Up. I really enjoy fashion. I want to go into the fashion industry after soccer. I've played the violin since I was in fourth grade. Well, people know this, but the public doesn't know. I'm like really, really good at remembering dates. Like, weirdly good. I'll be like, oh, on April 8th, 2016, you went to the grocery store. And my friends will be like, come on, what is that? And like, I don't know. I'm like, I just remember. I don't know. I'm sorry. Carrie's like one of the funniest people I've ever met, but she's so great. <laughs> and I love how Lily and Jasmine are super into fashion, especially like here in LA, I just, I think that's yeah. fun. It totally makes sense to me that Danny would be the one to go hiking with her love of animals. I don't think anything out there would, uh, would spook her or bother her, so yeah. I, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, before the show started, um, I saw the, the tweet that came from Angel City with Jasmine talking about her Jazz It Up clothing line. And I just think it's so cool watching these players build their own businesses during their time playing and even after. You see, you know, Chris, um, Kristen Press and Tobin Heath, and I think Rapino, they have a line. Ring. Yeah, and um, Alex Morgan also has something with other um, athletes called Together, right? Well, she has Together, and then she's also part of a CBD line. Too. Exactly, and that's, I mean, that's just so good to see that, like, Soccer players are more than just athletes. Like they can start their own businesses, and Jazz It Up is is interesting because it's sustainable mm -hmm. um, clothing, which is I think a big thing. Like on her heart is to make sure that you know we take care of the planet. And so I just like these players are using their platforms 
to get their messaging out there, but also they're making money, yeah. you know, and they're they're businesswomen and they're they're more than just athletes. You even see women really out there talking about being mothers and mm -hmm. things like Absolutely. that. So it's seeing that 360 view of what an athlete really is. Well, and you know too, like in my other work is I do a lot of athlete branding for that exact reason because I think it's so important for players to take advantage of their platform right now mm -hmm. and to set themselves up for success later. So yeah, it is great to see, you and know, jazz. And that's change over the last few years because mm -hmm. it used to be that athletes, when they tried to vocalize something, when they tried to have a stance on anything or, you know, break any molds, everyone would be like, yeah, we can't associate with you. That's not in our brand identity. And now you're seeing brands go, oh, our brand identity matches yours let's work together, let's have a platform, let's celebrate you and the things you're bringing to the table. And I think that's been really cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, so many times you used to see people say, you know, oh, well, you just play football or you just play basketball, stick to that. Like that's what you're supposed to be is just one dimensional. And I think now we're seeing that players are actually able and encouraged to be multidimensional and have so much influence across the board with whatever it is that they're passionate about. And it's not just the sport they play. I mean, I don't know anybody who just does their job and comes home and that's it. And that's, that's what it is for them. So it's nice that they have these creative outlets for yeah. them to step into and be a part of. And, and I'm sure that just helps them on the pitch too, being able to kind of give their brain a break from, from the, the game itself and something else that's creative. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, like, Carrie's hilarious and she's funny and a little odd, but, like, we even have the shout-out here from Juan about her podcast, like, the Butterfly Road podcast, which mm -hmm. is a lot about mental health, and I had to get to talk to her a little bit about that at Media Day, but it is just really great to see them all use their voices. It's so important. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, this point in our show, we want to turn to our chat and answer some of the chat questions that you guys have submitted to us, which we always love to do. You guys come up with some amazing questions. Hopefully we can answer some of them. Uh, the first one I'm going to go to LAFC Beast. Yep. Who do you guys see ACFC signing for that international spot? You guys know they made an announcement earlier in the week about this happening, and I'm sure there's been some buzz about some stuff. Do you guys have any thoughts or insight on to who maybe is going to step into that role? I mean, if I had my my choice, you know, we've spoken about a number nine. And I mean, what is Sam Kerr doing right now? <laughs> can she go play? Like, can you go play? Like, I don't know. But um, what, whatever the whatever, I don't I don't know who the player is, but it needs to be a striker. I think it needs yeah. to be an attacking player, especially with now knowing what's going on with Kristen Press. So. Um, I'm yeah. sure if I sat here for a little bit longer, I could think of somebody, but like, that's what we need. <laughs> right. That timing is definitely mm. in need of a number nine now that can step into that role. I know we talked in the past also about potentially a defender. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that way we can move our forwards, you know, back up top. But I do think it's going to be one or the other. I don't think we see a midfielder coming in. I don't know. Well, and like everyone's Maybe. speculating, and we don't know for sure, but a, there's a lot of speculation around Emily. She was, you know, picked an expansion draft. Yeah, and then Vale in the chat there. Yeah. <laughs> and then I kind of want to come back to this question from Brian, that kind of coming back to what we were talking about earlier and what you talked about, Jess, with press out. Would you put Lucy back in the forward position? We talked about how at some point we would want to see them back in their natural I mean, positions, but it, it depends on what's going on with Gilles, because I think that there's a ripple effect there with Gilles being out, then you have you know, other players filling in for her there, and then that limits your ability to put people in full back, mm -hmm. you know, so I think it just, it depends. Like, if Gilles back, then you can put Paige at full back, and then you can actually move Lucy maybe back into her position, because I thought Hammond did okay, like, in, in the game the other day, too. So I would start looking at putting Lucy back into the forward positions, because we're light there now. Like, we're, we're light there now without Kristen. What do you guys think about that? Do you think 
Yeah, I definitely think, you know, they say you can't just keep adjusting people and like changing things to solve one little problem. We need to look at the big picture. And I think having forwards playing defense is not necessarily the best thing long term. But you've also seen successes in that with like your Crystal Duns, you know. So there is history to support the fact that, you know, maybe we continue this pattern. Who knows? But I'd like to see Lucy back up top. Could you guys imagine <laughs> Wendy Renard came <laughs> enjoyed Angel City oh. so that she could put in one or two uh, corner kicks every minute. Oh my gosh, yeah. I think we're at like 30 corner kicks without a goal or something ridiculous like that. It was, I think, 28 <laughs> after dash, and I don't remember how many we got at Louisville. But we, we keep setting those corner kicks up and not finding – I think Charlie needs to grow just a – I'll grow. <laughs> I'll get it. Right. We Working need, on my vertical. We need just a little more hype because you do. You see so many opportunities that are that close to making it in. And it's like if you had someone who was just a little taller, a little bigger, who could get up there, get their head on the ball, then maybe a few of those 137 quarter kicks would make it in the back of the net. That would be great. So, I like what Thanks. Jay Anthony is saying. It's not necessarily a question, but he says that or he or she, sorry, says um, our second best Challenge Cup match was without press. We're not screwed without her. And I, I think it's important not to go into complete, like, I guess my my alarm from it is more just feeling sad for her yeah. um, because it's Kristen. Like, of course I'm going to feel sad for her. But in terms of the team, I think it's also important not to make it seem as though they're screwed without her and, like, there's not enough quality in the team. Like, there's more than enough quality in that team to, to win some games. So I do think it's important to keep things in perspective. It's just finding that right, those right pieces, like, and the right formations and yeah. getting them to gel. Like, we've talked about week over week over week how the starting 11 keeps changing and we're trying to, you know, gel and how much time is it going to take. We've asked one another every week, like, what is that threshold? And now you have a loss like this. It's just, you almost kind of have to start from scratch again. Well, it's interesting because when you have a player like Kristen Press, it seems almost as if the team conforms to her playing style. And now it'll be interesting to see how they develop without her in the mix. Mm -hmm. And if things change, if the dynamic of the team, if, you know, the roles everyone is playing in the attacking third almost change given that we're going to have to be without her for such an extended period of time. Do you think that there could be not necessarily a benefit? Because I'm not about to sit here and act like there's a benefit right. to Kristen being out. But do you think there may be, you know, this may be a good opportunity for some of the players to develop an identity beyond Kristen Press and Kristen Press FC? You know, because yeah. that's pretty much what Angel City has been. It's been like, well, what is Kristen doing? Yeah. Where is she going to play? So maybe this will give you know, an opportunity for the other players to create an identity of this team without it being solely about Kristen. Could that be a silver lining while Kristen is out? I mean, yeah, I think I think absolutely. I, I mean, you can't say for certain how it's going to go, but it's definitely an opportunity for us to see if that's possible. I think sometimes you have an over-reliance on someone like that and an expectation, and that kind of keeps everybody else kind of back and a little, you know, they, they kind of tread it a little lighter. And then when you take them out of the mix, you get people that are coming up. They want to prove themselves. They want to show everybody out there that, you know, maybe doesn't have confidence in in her being out of the out of the match to say, you know, you know, we would love to have her, but she's not here. So let's show you what we can do and how we can come together and we can fill that gap. And you also, at the end of the day, I mean, you want to do that for players like Kristen Press. I mean, if we're all on the team with her and she's no longer there, you want to step up your game to kind of like show her that, hey, you know, we got your back. You know, we want mm -hmm. you here, but until you come back, we're going to hold this down and we're going to make this team great.
Yeah, we talked about like the team being grounded and always rallying for each other. And I think that's what we're going to see now more than ever is everyone really coming together and celebrating each other and pushing each other to the next level. And I don't think we lose the influence of Kristen Press just because we don't have her on the pitch. You know, I think she still has an ability to connect with fans in a way that some people don't. And she still has a huge role within this team to play in that sense. You know, the fans still want to come out and see her. So I really hope she still shows up to games. She still signs autographs for everyone and that she continues to have her influence in the locker room. Any final thoughts on Kristen? Okay. <laughs> Well, you know what time it is. What, what was that? You I was just something? saying, we just wanted to have a speedy oh. <laughs> recovery, and that's all. Yes. You're good. Mm -hmm. We're going to miss her. Well, the fourth official has raised their board, so you know what that means. It's stoppage time. Nina, lead us off. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Very excited with this one. So it was announced recently that we have three investors being inducted into the Olympic and Paralympic Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Lindsey Vaughn, Billie Jean King, and Mia Hamm all going into this year's Hall of Fame. You know, we've got some incredible owners on our team and I'm just saying, our owners are the best. Super excited for this. And I can't wait to see all the celebrations. We have to do something big to honor them. I don't know what it's gonna be, but I want fireworks out on the center pitch. I want us to like really throw it down for them because these are three phenomenal women who have held it down and been real trailblazers in the world. So super excited to see them getting that nod. I like okay. that. Jess. It's always hard to follow up after Anina. <laughs> she always has the best ones, but mine is a little, it's just a little selfish. I have to be, I have to be honest. So okay. obviously uh, the US women's national team uh, put out a 26 player roster today for their upcoming friendlies, I think against Colombia, two matches. And so this is ahead of World Cup qualifiers. So this is kind of the last chance I think some players have like that are outside of the regular squad to kind of make themselves known. And there's some, there's some players that I think fully deserve to be there, like Sam Coffey and Korniak. They've been excellent since the season has started. But when is, when is Savannah DeMello gonna get a call up? You know, she's the player that I was looking at. I was looking through the midfielders and I was like, she's not there again. And she's also a Californian. So it's a little bit of like a selfish thing for me. I grew up in Bellflower played for USC, but more than that, she's been one of the best players in the league this season, and she was just a part of the May's Best 11. So I'm shocked that she actually didn't get a call up, and we know the likes of Lindsay Horan is gonna make the team, so did you really need to see her again? Like, couldn't you have given a spot to Savannah DeMello? I just feel like she's been snubbed quite a few times, and this is a player that when she played against Angel City, I thought she she, she, she popped right off the screen. You could just see her, She was she's such a quality player. She can play every single position in the midfield. And she's also like a set piece specialist. She takes all of their set pieces. She's really good at it. And I just feel like she's somebody that I was looking to get that call up and she didn't get it. And I'm shocked by it. So like somebody, do you, I need answers. Somebody's gonna give me answers. Yeah, demand <laughs> answers for that one because she had me sitting on the edge of my seat scared for a lot of that match. Yeah, and it's not just that match. Like it's, it's all the games that she's played. She's played 97% of the minutes for racing Louisville. Like she's so important for that team. And I just think if you're gonna give other players chances that fully deserved it, Sam Coffey, like I said, Taylor Korniak, I think Savannah DeMello also deserved an opportunity. And um, yeah, I need answers. Mm -hmm. We're not gonna open up the can of worms that Jess has on <laughs> uh, today's uh, roster announcement. Nope. It's stoppage time, we don't have so much time, not <laughs> extra time. Her, just DM her, just she'll go off for yeah. it. <laughs> Amanda, your turn. All right, so 
Listen, I'm no bum. I'm very busy. Okay. <laughs> I spent 15 years in the military. I'm a nurse. I do sideline reporting, podcasts, this Ooh, show. Super loaded. Super busy all the time. And Nadia Nadim makes me feel like I need to take better advantage of my time because this girl is incredible. And if you don't know her story, I'm going to give it to you as quickly as I can. But basically, she's 11 years old. As an Afghan refugee, her and her mom, they fled to Denmark after her father, who was in the Afghan National Army, was executed by the Taliban. So that's one hurdle in itself that I wish upon no one. But she was able to take the nine months that she was there and watch the Danish women's national team play football, something that had she been in her home country of Afghanistan, they would not have let her do that. They looked down on it, and it's actually punishable, unfortunately. So in her time there, while she was in a camp, she watched these girls play and eventually made her way through the system playing for the Danish team and the Danish national team. And now she's in the NWSL. She's played also for Man City women's team. She's played for PSG. She's played for Portland. She is now on Louisville's uh, team as well. And I'm not even done. I just had to take a break from what I was talking about with her because she also speaks nine languages. She also just came back from ACL, MCL, and meniscus surgery, like I mentioned later, 250 plus days out of that, and she stepped back on the pitch. She scored the 100th goal in the NWSL this season with her PK against us. And, oh wait, and if I weren't done, she's also a doctor. We have to refer to her <laughs> as, as doctor. Dr. As we Nadim, have in the chat, yep. Because she went into reconstructive surgery as a physician, and I just, I don't know. I can't. I'm tired naming all of her accolades. And she did all this while she's a professional athlete. And I bring her up because if there's anybody watching this right now who thinks that that wall to their goal is too high or that barrier is too thick that they can't do it, you better believe you can because the amount of barriers and walls that this girl climbed over to get to the goal that she's at is incredible. And I love what she said about becoming a doctor. She said, I play football for myself. I became a doctor because I want to do something for everyone else. And I've always said, if there's something in life that you want to do, you'll find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. So throw the excuses out the window right now and find a way to do whatever you want to do to make your life as good as you possibly can because she certainly did it. And now I need to go and do something besides sit here. Wow. <laughs> Inspirational. I think I needed that today on this that was Monday. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. That ends us on a really good note, I think. I appreciate Those were great everything. stoppage times. I just I mean, feel yeah. very lazy now. I do. The last couple don't of days feel... watching Stranger Things <laughs> don't instead feel of lazy. studying to become a doctor. Don't feel lazy. <laughs> feel inspired because that's what it's supposed to do. We all deserve time down and we're all busy as well. I know all three of you ladies are also always on the go doing so much for the community and this sport. So, hey, take some time off. But, yeah, just know that, hey, you can do it. Whatever it is, you can do it. She did it. Great, great, great inspiration. And yes, I'm loving the chat too. That was really good. It was also so needed. I don't yeah. need coffee now. I just need to read that story over and over again. It's, it's <laughs> incredible, definitely. I'm sure I missed out something else as well, but uh, yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> well, a reminder that all 110 football shows are available in audio only formats wherever you get your podcasts. Just search 110 football and you'll find Angels Wear Boots and LAFC 360. Speaking of, LAFC is back from its international break this weekend as they travel to Seattle to take on the Sounders. Connor and Vince will be with you for another watch party and it might just be on location at an official LAFC bar. So stay tuned this week to our social media channels for that. Next Monday, LAFC 360 returns at 1 p.m. and we are right back here at 4 p.m. 
to recap another road match for Angel City as they also visit Seattle to take on OL Reign. Ladies, great show. Thank you again to Savannah for joining us. Yes. A lot of fun. And, and now, and, and June. <laughs> and June. And Clarice, thank you. I expect more French from you next time, Clarice. <laughs> well, what's, how do you say bye? Au revoir. Oh, I was going to say au revoir. I was going to say bonjour. Ciao. <laughs> bonjour. Follow 110 Football and subscribe to this channel.